Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to yet another episode of the BTP podcast. As always, joined by Daniel Morgan. How's it going, uh, my man? What up, my man? How's it going? Missed you a lot, buddy. How are you doing? How is life? I thought Canada has been shut down completely, thanks to pretty much uh, unfriendly neighbor, which is called the United States. Sorry, this didn't happen. I'm sorry, unfortunately, didn't give you the vaccines there. But overall, I'm glad to be here with you, man. Life is great. And fortunately, we are seeing, as I expected, a much more optimistic, uh, basically, summer. We're getting closer to it and uh, couldn't be any happier. We're hearing some good news. Unfortunately, of course, there are still parts of the world that are now suffering heavily, namely India is one of them. But overall, we are seeing, uh, you know, it was announced uh, three days ago, uh, basically, that uh, we have now reached a plateau worldwide uh, in the pandemic. This means that from here on end, the numbers, both in terms of infections and death, will only uh, basically come down over the coming, uh, uh, let's say, 10 months or so. And that means that we are basically, as was very intelligently predicted by Dr. Fauci, by the end of 2021, Q4, hopefully life gradually begins to get back to normal. And we're very happy about that matter. So that's pretty good. Uh, this means uh, open borders. Open borders means more flights and travels. It means more business. It means just pure happiness. So glad to be here with you, man. How are you doing? How is life in Canada? No, that's good. I'm, uh, I, th- I think we're all looking forward to that um, pure happiness <laughs> section of the argument. Uh, We've been waiting for too damn long, man. God damn it. It was too tough. It was too tough. Yeah, I, I know. It was long. And I think, I think the part that was long was probably... I, I guess everybody, like most people will, will, would say the same thing, but it was probably the toughest part for me because, you know, the endurance is that is the... Dude, uh, imagine you are technically an ambivert. This means that you yeah. have as much introversion as you have extroversion. Mm-hmm. Imagine someone who's been diagnosed as 99.9% <laughs> extroverted will experience this pandemic. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, I know. It's, uh, it's definitely definitely tough and uh yeah uh, the good thing is i think uh if if we're not jinxing it i think the the hump of the uh, the whole thing is behind us so we are yeah we are we are rolling down the worst is behind us that's the good right. part the yeah. worst is behind us everywhere worldwide because this issue cannot be solved if i don't know just the united states gets fully vaccinated this issue is yeah. worldwide and this means that so long as there are nations that are way behind this is not just going to jeopardize their well-being, but the entire global community. So this issue can really be resolved when this issue is resolved internationally. I mean, China was way out of this many months ago, but they're still not living normally. So until and, and unless all nations are basically on par with this, we cannot really call it over because it's a pandemic. It's a global issue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. And that's, I think, absolutely uh, valid. Um, and hope, uh, look, as you said, hopefully by the end of 2020, uh, sorry, 2021. Oh my God, I'm still in the old calendar. By the end of 2021. You see, that's how depressive we are. Like, do you remember, like, imagine like five years from now, like 2020, is it still 2020? It's like, no, Sonny, it's over. We're, we're past that. It's all good. It's all good. Right, right. So, exactly. So yeah, hopefully was, by the end so of- so traumatized by the experiences I like that. I know. I, 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 hey, amen. But anyway, so by the end of this year, hopefully- uh, we, we are going to experience some resemblance of normalcy um, at a worldwide level, as you said. Um, and uh, until then, we keep uh, look keep uh, keeping our audience up to date on the subject. But today, we're going to talk about something that is slightly different. 
Um, but it is, I guess, important actually coming out of the pandemic, and that is That's how to right. keep right, and and that is how to keep up our our, our consistency. So. I'll give you an example. I'll sometimes start working on a project and, you know, you have good days that you're really on, on task. You really feel like mm -hmm. it and you're achieving things. Your mental capacity is up or physical capacity, depending on your project. Um, but there are days, of course, we all experience this that are not so much optimal. And you have this, uh, you know, feeling of dragging yourself, if you will. And, and the natural question is, okay, this is completely, uh, completely detrimental to your pro progress because you have so many of those good days and, and many days are average or below. Um, so, but, but, wow. but you need to keep the consistency because you want to achieve your goal. And the question is, how would you basically keep that up in spite of all of those average or below average or outright terrible wow. days? That is my question to you. First of all, I want to uh, thank you for your overdramatic, you know, description. Like literally, <laughs> I just imagine a, uh, basically Pujix literally dragging himself out of the bed <laughs> as he crawls and the saliva is drooling out of his mouth like, oh, I got to do this goddamn thing again. Like, <laughs> be, I kind of imagine that. But I'll, let's be honest. It, it oh, is believe exactly me. How Believe me, that picture is uh, closer to reality than you imagine. <laughs> exactly. I, I wanted to tell you that as well. Like, unfortunately, this is, especially after the pandemic, this really became the norm. I mean, mm -hmm. just uh, heard the news from New York Times about all these companies that are now uh, trying to profit from losing all the pounds that they have actually gained during the pandemic. So we've mm -hmm. really been living very un in, in a very unhealthy manner. I mean, people call it healthy, but... I think in the process of preventing illness, we have actually uh, abandoned health completely, both right. mentally, psychologically, socially, and of course, physically. But mm. what you're saying, unfortunately, happens to a lot of us. And I really believe that the, the key issue here is knowing why these uh, situations occur in the first place, how we can prevent them from happening, and why consistency, as you pointed out, is so important. You right. see, that's the, the, the main issue. First of all, the problem with consistency is not something that is limited uh, to the confines of, let's say, a pandemic or a global crisis. This is a basic, fundamental human issue. I mean, we haven't had this problem. If you look at your life, I mean, the pandemic just started last year. So it, it hasn't been just the pandemic itself. And if we look back at our you know, history, we realize we've had problems with lack of consistency throughout our lives, uh, whether it was in you know, high school, whether it was in college, it doesn't really matter. So the problem with that is we humans generally are wired to be more concerned about the present moment. We have a present bias, if you will, as a species. And I talked earlier about this on, uh, basically on social media, because once we understand our very fabric as a human being and understand that we are designed in a way that we are rather very unstable by nature. I mean, just if we just miss our sleep for one night, just imagine what it does. Research has proven things far less as, uh, basically uh, uh, dramatic and far more subtle can affect the way we think and make decisions. For example, mm -hmm. the amount of glucose in your bloodstream, the amount of hormones, are you uh, today getting high testosterone or low testosterone as a gentleman? If you're a lady, is the estrogen progesterone going up or coming down? These little changes in your hormonology is definitely going to change the way you feel, which is why if we want to leave things to be done by how we feel, we almost never, ever finish any project. That is why uh, we as a species 
uh, fundamentally need leaders because mm -hmm. basically what the job of a leader really is, is to just keep people going and pushing when everybody else has, you know, perhaps gotten tired or they have forgotten the goals. And that is why leadership is rather a very difficult, uh, basically, responsibility because the leader himself or herself is also a human being subject to right. all of those, you know, things we just mentioned. However, the good thing about this issue is that we all can learn the skill of consistency. Like, it's like anything else, like a muscle. Yes, nobody is born with the capacity, I don't know, to bench press 200 pounds, uh, I don't know, 12 reps. That's not going to be like, no one's like born with that capacity. We have to learn it. And I believe that consistency, while influenced by our childhood, upbringing, level of education, and uh, DNA and biology, mm -hmm. still could be learned and improved for the most part. And that's why I believe it's incredibly important to learn that if uh, we want to get things done, we better learn to basically toughen the muscles of consistency. Because if we just want to let our feelings run the show, we almost never get any task that is long-term or mid-term done. Uh, basically, mm -hmm. it's just, it's simply not possible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, that makes a lot of sense. And, uh, and the, the, I, I think the part you mentioned about the leaders is, uh, I, I, and that's I, I, exactly, that's why it makes a job of a leader extremely difficult. Like, I mean, let's go to the extreme. Let's say you're, I don't know, let's say president of a country, let's say president of the United States, and then you're dealing with the international crises, well, such as COVID, Absolutely. I suppose, but well, then you exactly. can't really say, I, I'm not in mood today. <laughs> I'm going to call exactly. it that. Like, you know what? I mean, today, come on, man. I don't want to just uh, solve the problem. I mean, give me a break for five days. God damn it, man. People are going to die. I'm going to come back. We'll see what happens. That's not right. possible. And again, this is not limited to leadership in politics. It's part mm -hmm. of the same thing. Leadership in a team, in a group, in a business, in an enterprise, all of these things, because ultimately the leader's job Pretty much, if you want to, like, you know, avoid all the sugarcoating, entire team or the entire nation towards the goal, even during those days when the team or the nation says, nah, I don't feel like it, or all oh, the world is coming to an end. Oh, apocalypse is here, right? So, mm -hmm. for that reason, we need them. However, I still believe that inside every follower, there is a leader. And good nations, just like good teams, are made of uh, the people who not only have leaders, but also the followers themselves are capable of practicing some leadership. That's mm -hmm. called self-discipline. So anytime any person uses the practice of discipline, he or she is a leader in that situation, even if he or she has a boss or a manager or whatever. Mm -hmm. So we all can learn this skill. It's just learnable. It's not easy nor fun, which is why sometimes we need that, that push by, you know, from the top, but usually we all can learn it. And that is why I believe that consistency should be taken very seriously because without consistency, almost no task will get done. We need that inner motivation. We have to persuade ourselves and understand that without uh, basically consistency, there cannot be any results. We have no choice. It's kind of like, you know, uh, when you have to take that, you know, medication, you just don't like the taste. You don't even want to yeah. uh, plan it. Okay, every eight hours or so. Oh my gosh, I got to now set an alarm here. But you got to do it because you got to get the job done. For that reason, I believe it is incredibly important, uh, not only for the leader to keep pushing people, but for the followers themselves to practice leadership within their own, basically, tasks, responsibilities. Very well said. I think that, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Um, and um, yeah, so um, 
organization wise that's 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 one aspect of all of this but there's also another aspect that you're on a, on a very day-to-day basis like you you i, I know so let's actually bring it to practical uh examples because because i know sure. you have consistency in a few few subjects at least uh, and, and such as you know um uh, physical activity bodybuilding you know going to the gym also language learning like you have these streaks of, of course Right, using different apps uh, such as Duolingo, etc. So, exactly. what what is for for lack of a better word and uh, in the hopes that I'm not looking too cliche, but what is your secret essentially? <laughs> That's right. Well, first of all, you've pointed out two things, which is uh, exercise and uh, uh, basically Duolingo, which I do daily. But the truth of the matter is, I have streaks in pretty much every area of my life many of which are not known, even sometimes to myself, but it's just like a habit. You right. see, I really believe that it's uh, your life is a result of your habits. And your habits oftentimes are the ones that drive you. So honestly speaking, there's no real secret other than creating the habit. Of course, I gotta be honest with our audience. I have basically uh, spent many years learning this uh, concept of NLP or Neuro Linguistic Programming. Now, I got to be honest with you guys. If you know NLP, it's a lot easier to change your emotional associations with things that will give you motivation. But nobody has to be an NLP expert to be able to motivate themselves or have consistency. But if I want to give you the ultimate secret, everything that we do on a regular basis comes down to reward and punishment. So the key to staying consistent in any task, whether it is to do your Mandarin Chinese practice on Duolingo, I don't know, for 500 days straight, or whether it is to go to the gym every single day, even if it's raining outside or you don't feel like, or you're sick, or uh, trying to keep uh, a certain amount of uh, basically customers on the pipeline to make sure you call them on a regular basis to get the business or to visit, for example, uh, let's say one of my uh, streaks in real estate is to uh, contact a certain number of homeowners and to offer them a price below the market price every single week. So like mm-hmm. if my target is like 10 properties per, uh, per week, uh, I do this. However, I got to give you a little bit of a secret here and it's called rewarding yourself. You see, anytime I engage in, in, in maintaining, uh, for example, a streak in any activity, whether it is to, you know, uh, to go to the gym, whether it is to contact a customer, whether it is to, I don't know, uh, perhaps do my exercises or whatever it is. At the end of that practice, and by the way, we use this in training, people as well as animals, believe me or not, this technique is used all the time. I reward myself. Now, that reward could come in a variety of shapes. So if Mm -hmm. I keep my, for example, daily streak in my exercise, I say forever, literally, I make a plan for like for every seven days where I maintain my exercise, I'm going to have a cheat day where I'm going to have two pizzas and I'm going to just enjoy, right? Mm -hmm. And I literally reward myself. I also have a journal, a goal journal, in which I reward my actions and streaks, and I keep track of them. For example, right now in this month's journal, I know that I kept my streak on a daily basis with my Chinese every single day, but I was somehow a little bit, uh, uh, somehow not quite uh, serious with my French, for example, right? So Mm. I journal my day and my goals and my habits. You see, when you journal something, we call this process gamification. And gamification is used by gaming, uh, or basically uh, game developers and gaming companies to make millions of people literally addicted to their uh, favorite game on a daily basis. Um, I mean, right now, every single one of us who are, uh, who are right now listening to this program mm-hmm. 
we have some things we have a daily streak on. I'm pretty sure if you're listening to us right now, you're uh, you know, online savvy and you probably love social media, which means pretty much everyone who listens to this show has at least one daily streak. It's called Facebook or Instagram. If you're right now listening, the chances are you have subconsciously maintained uh, probably 300 plus days of streak on Instagram, for example. You mm -hmm. gotta check that thing. That's called making something addictive. So guess what? I have studied the science of addiction and how gamification works to make users, sometimes in a very unethical manner, addicted. So I'm pretty sure that Facebook and many other such, you know, social media platforms are using some unethical ways to addict their uh, basically uh, users. And I use the exact same principles to literally get myself addicted to good things. For example, every audiobook or book that I finish, I give myself a trophy for that. And I literally oh, wow. have used, I have basically copied, I, I, I ripped off the trophy system that is used in top gaming companies. For example, if you are a, a you know, PlayStation gamer, uh, there's this system called trophies, which is made of bronze, silver, gold, and platinum. So you get the platinum pretty much as like the biggest uh, trophy you can get for getting all the trophies in one game, right? Let, here's one of my secrets to all of my audience today. I have a real life uh, trophy system that I have ruthlessly ripped off from Sony and I'm using it in my real life. I'm not kidding you. So on my to-do list, there's a set of goals. I have associated every streak with a specific trophy. So if it's a very easy one, like doing 15 minutes of Mandarin Chinese, I give myself a, a bronze trophy for doing that. If it is a little bit harder and requires me to go through five languages in one day, I give myself a silver. Finishing a book in less than one week, I give myself a gold uh, trophy. And this little silly gamified system, and I even literally level up uh, myself based on my performance. Uh, just, just for the record, right now, my level is 233 based on my streaks this year, right? So mm -hmm. this little silly games that I play, uh, which I have, of course, uh, I have not really made that up. I actually learned this from my teachers and mentors because they have their own similar versions of rewarding themselves. These are systems designed to reward you. And the brain is wired this way. When a certain activity gets repeatedly rewarded, especially if the activity is hard to do, the brain suddenly releases dopamine as soon as the process is accomplished. And that dopamine rush is extremely addictive. Guys, I have reached, I don't know, a streak of many hundreds, almost two years of streaks on Duolingo because quite frankly speaking, I will find it much harder to miss my streak than not to actually go with a streak. Why? Because now I have been literally addicted to the process. Because I know that for every single day that I am going to finish my streak, I will be rewarded somehow. So the brain learns, oh yes, it's a hard process. You get the reward, dopamine kicks in, and this process after about 21 days becomes highly addictive. For the same reason, I am addicted to exercising. If I have a long flight one and I miss my exercise, I will feel much worse than if I actually do this. I was telling this story in one of my seminars. I once actually, because I had a very long intercontinental flight, I was doing push-ups with the permission of the flight attendant during the flight. I just couldn't wait anymore. I was like, come on, man, I got to do it. And of course, it caused a huge scene. <laughs> Obviously, people were taking photos and videos. It was a mess, but I had to do it. And I was like, like, now I need something to climb on. I got to do my uh, basically push-ups too. Like, come on, mm -hmm. sir, please sit down and all that stuff, right? So right. what I'm really saying, I have the same thing for every book that I finish. And I finish an average of one book per week. 
again, my, the books that I finish are usually uh, all nonfiction. I do not consider, I don't know, reading Harry Potter to be necessarily uh, growth reading. So when I'm saying reading, I'm talking about like boring type of reading. I'm talking about like really scientific uh, type of books, uh, business type of books, that, the kind of books that you really don't want to read on, a, you know, let's say uh, on, on, a, on your vacation. Uh, but the reason is very simple because I am basically making myself addicted to the process through reinforcement and reward. So if you want to do that for yourself, anytime you want to have any good habits, whether it is to exercise regularly, to do a certain number of calls as a salesperson or whatever it is, you need to learn to reward yourself. That reward is very important. Now, reward comes in many forms. I use all of them, but there are basically two main types, personal and social. So I actually very, you know, unapologetically, I make a public announcement of my streaks every, I don't know, one year or so. Because that social feedback actually itself acts as a reinforcement. But given the person that, given the fact that we cannot rely on social enforcement all the time, I rely mainly on personal forms of reinforcement, which often comes in forms of rewarding myself. Like my exercise, every seven days of streak in exercise means I get to eat two pizzas on the weekend. That's one form of reinforcing. And uh, in other areas, whether it is, for example, language learning, whether it is anything else. So if you want to get good at something and you want to maintain consistency, understand your discipline cannot get you through all the time because your willpower will never last. So I never rely on willpower. People are like, Dan, you probably are the god of consistency because you have so much willpower. Of course not. The reason is not that I have, uh, you know, I'm still a human being like everybody else. I'm not a robot. I'm not uh, Google. I'm not, I don't know what Siri. I'm a human being. And I go through the same ups and downs, uh, basically, as all other people do. However, once you love something and you're addicted to it, it is no longer difficult to do. For me, missing out on Duolingo is like somebody who's hooked on social media not to have access to his or her phone for one week. Mm -hmm. That person will go berserk and crazy, right? So right. the key here, that's what most people do wrong. If you're like, the key to consistency is to make myself do what I hate. Yeah. Well, guess what? Willpower doesn't last. Not for too long. Eventually, you'll get tired. And that's what most people do. They, they want to go on, a, they start exercising, they get a little bit tired, they hate themselves, start eating again, and they actually end up gaining more weight than they actually first started. So mm -hmm. the key here is they're making the process painful. I do the exact opposite. I make the process more fun and not doing it painful. So for me, losing my streak is now going to be painful because now I worked on it for 600 days. Imagine you work on a project for 600 days. You, it's like a baby. You want to keep going at it, right? And that's the beauty of momentum. This means you got to work at consistency. This is one of the, the other secrets I'm going to share with you. You got to work at consistency for only a few days, maybe a few months. After that, consistency will work on you. And it becomes mm -hmm. harder to miss than to do. So when you put it all together, we all can use reinforcement plus uh, basically making the process more fun and more importantly, staying with something for about a few weeks. I call it the 21 day rule until it becomes a habit. Once it's a habit, it is no longer difficult. I got to be honest with you. I do. Now there are times of course, where I feel like, yeah, you know what? Nah, I don't really feel like doing it. Yes. During those days, I have no choice, but to use discipline, but please understand I'm using discipline. Not every day. 
but occasionally on those days when I really don't feel like it. But what it must be the exact opposite. That is, they want to use their discipline every single day because the process is pretty boring for them and they will run out of juice and boom, they give up. So for me, mm. it's the opposite. It's enjoying the process and on those occasions, which is quite normal and it happens to everybody, where I really don't feel like it, I say, listen, man, come on, discipline, do it now. And I get, and I do it. But I use those, again, occasionally and not every single day. That's fascinating. It's actually... Uh, very helpful. I, I think you're right. Uh, starting it is probably first few days, weeks, maybe maybe months, depending on the task at hand, might be most difficult. Um, and that's where most people end up giving up or absolutely um, not continuing. Yes. So in that sense, so, I think you're so right now. Is, is there anything in your life that you have really maintained long streaks at? Because oftentimes it's something that you really enjoy doing. Because yeah. maintaining streaks for something that you really enjoy doing or something that is very meaningful to you. Maybe you don't really, I, I don't really always enjoy doing, I don't know, my Mandrake flashcards. Honestly, it's sometimes really boring. And you look mm. at this character, it's like, God damn it, there are like 200 uh, points in this little shitty character. How, how am I supposed to memorize this, right? Mm -hmm. So you don't always, uh, but maybe because it's part of my identity as an international business person. So I got to learn this goddamn difficult language. I have no other choice. So Either it's part of your you know, identity or you really enjoy it, but it's something that is meaningful to you. Is there right now any aspect of your life that you feel like you maintain uh, you know, a high level of consistency at? Um, not so much recently. So there, there are a couple of instances that comes to mind. I was, while you were describing, I was actually thinking about this. And um, I guess um, I used to, well, depends on the time frame. So I, I'm still maintaining my uh, relative, so... Um, audiobooks or books, they're in the same category in my definition, but reading or listening to a book for during a period of one year. So I have managed to maintain at least 25 books a, a year for the last six years. Uh, so that's, that? uh, that's, I and think guess something. what? Guess what? Why do you think you've done that? Did you find the process to be very painful during these past few years? Oh, no, I actually really enjoy it. So I think a couple of years Absolutely. ago or so, it was, I was actually short and I was like, you know what, I'm not going to get to the 25. So I had to cram two books at the end of the year, which was, which was what you're saying. Those days that our discipline has to come in or, you, exactly. you know, you, you really don't want to lose that streak, I guess. But you use so, your discipline yeah. at, at the time because, times, again, yes. it's, you will never enjoy anything every single day because we're yeah. humans. Our hormones, mm -hmm. our bodies changing all the time. Absolutely. Exactly. But, but the task itself, generally speaking, is joyful for me, like reading books Absolutely. in general. Uh, but yeah, so, so that, that would be one thing. Um, well, it's meaningful. I mean, I, I'm not counting brushing my teeth, I guess. <laughs> Part of and how do you reward yourself, by the way, when you like finish these books? Like, how do you reward yourself by that? Like, do you share, for example, uh, some ideas about that book with your friends? Or do you uh, put it on and on your stories? Like, how do you right. find yeah. a way? Because, I think uh -huh. I do it. I think I do it a couple of different ways. This part is not necessarily consistent. Sometimes I share a review or a short article on, on my website or, or uh, Instagram, social media in general. Sometimes that's the case. Sometimes, so I definitely do check them off on um, Goodreads. I don't know if you're familiar with the website. Uh, that yes, you yes, write. I know. I know that you're a fan of that one actually, yeah. Yeah, so I always... Um, well, not regularly, but after a few weeks, a few months or so, especially at the end of the year, I tend to update that often. 
now again, I don't put every single book that I read there, but like I, that gives me a sense of purpose, I, I think, in a way. Um, and, and a sense of progress. That's why progress, again, right. you, use, you check it off on uh, basically, uh, you know, Goodreads. And I, what I do is like, I literally give myself a trophy. And at the end of right. the month or year, you have a list that is getting bigger. You see, mm -hmm. these are all gamification concepts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. One of the first course I've ever had in business was uh, gamification. And this was way back before gamification was, nowadays gamification is used in every single application you can imagine. But when I first learned this, this was about uh, nine, 10 years ago, nobody even knew what gamification meant. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is exactly what you're doing. That sense of progress, every little yeah. check, every little things, your number getting bigger, all of these things are reinforcements. And these mm -hmm. are secrets that people can use to become literally hooked on that subject or activity. And if we do it, we have a sense of you know, uh, pleasure. Uh, mm -hmm. And that pleasure ultimately creates the desire. desire the right. key to consistency is to do the exact opposite of what most people do. Most people set a goal that is difficult. They imagine it to be hard and difficult. They use their discipline to begin the process. They get demotivated and they leave it. The opposite should be done in that you should first find a way to get hooked on the process. And that process involves linking a lot of positive emotions. Now I'm talking right now, I'm using a little bit of NLP concept here. We call this uh, anchoring or basically emotional conditioning. Now you don't have to be an NLP expert, but you, in a simple term, you literally get yourself to enjoy the process. And once mm -hmm. you do, then you have to use your discipline occasionally instead of regularly. And that basically is possible because every one of us can actually get us to do one more day of this uh, you know, task. But if you want to do it every single day, no one's going to have the motivation because the brain story. is designed to avoid pain. Yes. Uh, uh, having said all of that, I have to preface this, that I'm not actually so good at being consistent in general. So well, I think, don't uh, take my uh, advice. Right I'm going to be honest with you right now. <laughs> this is not your problem. Right. This is the problem of 99.9% .9 of the population. I mean, mm -hmm. with all the respect, consistency is not something you can find in most people at the mm -hmm. very beginning. It's quite normal. This is right. something that takes a lot. It's kind of like becoming a Kung Fu master or something, right? Mm -hmm. Or mm -hmm. getting uh, used to being punched in the, I don't know, in the belly and it's like, oh, and you have no problem, right? So <laughs> yes. it's kind of like that. And, but in reality, you, uh, you should never, ever bash yourself or anybody that you know who has a problem with uh, a, you know, lack of consistency because nobody is supposed to do that. I told you, we are not by nature designed for consistency, unfortunately. Our very evolutionary programming is designed to make us unhappy, unfulfilled, and live a very short life and die at the age of 25. This is our genetic, original evolutionary program, just like animals do, right? So in that case, we are no different in any way from animals, mm -hmm. which is why to have fulfillments and to have happiness and to achieve big goals, we have to rise above that, which means we pretty much have to go against uh, the nature. Or as I do, hack nature. Gamification is a, is a great example of hacking. It's like a life hack that we use to temper with our very nature as a species, which is why we all need to work. Even I myself, uh, I, would, uh, I still have a long way to go in terms of consistency in my other areas of my life. Mm -hmm. And for that reason, it's like a never ending journey. You're never there completely. You're always getting better. Mm -hmm. And we all need to work on our self-consistency and it takes a tremendous amount of effort, but it is totally worth it. If we know how, and if we put in the effort, then it'll definitely change our destiny. Absolutely. I think, I think it actually does. In, in those short bursts that I did have consistency or this short area, such as reading a book, I think I, I can definitely attest to that. 
Um, we are shortly coming to the end of the show. So is there anything that we missed out on that you want to talk, talk about or summarize? Well, first of all, it was a great show. I really loved it. Uh, we talked about the importance of consistency and why we have to be consistent. And then we described why most of us, and by most I mean like really most of us, have problem with this. And no one in this uh, world, if you are a human being, if you have a human chromosome, you are not, you're not supposed to be consistent. By nature, no one is consistent. So to become consistent, you have to actually work on yourself. This is called personal development. And you don't have to make it so hard. We said the key to consistency is not discipline. People say like, oh, you got to be disciplined. Oh. The problem is your brain is designed to seek pleasure and avoid pain. That is why you always want to see what is that notification on your app. You always want to check the latest story on your friend on Instagram. These things are not designed. You're just like, Okay, I should be in touch with my friends. Hard discipline, opened Instagram. It's not like this. You do it because you like it. The key to consistency in all other areas of life is the exact same thing. You have to find a way to get hooked on the process and to use the same methods of reinforcement to get yourself enjoying the process, which is why I believe that in all areas of life, if you want to get consistent, here's the question you have to ask yourself. How can I make this process as fun as possible? And how can I reward myself every time I stay consistent? Both are important. If you do not reward, uh, for example, if you go to a circus, you see that anytime these animals do a certain jump or they go through a certain hoop, immediately the guy there rewards them with some sort of food or whatever it is. And guess what happens mm -hmm. if that person stops rewarding them? Well, someone's going to be at Tiger's lunch very soon. This is the story that we have to go through. So you need to learn to reward. Make the process fun, number one. Number two, reward yourself for staying consistent. Tell everybody that you're consistent. Go to your uh, coach and say, coach, I've been at the gym for two months. And says, yeah, man, you're the best. You say, you bet your ass I am the best. And this process is going to give you that. So It's called an example of social, uh, basically, rewards. But please do know that if you want to rely solely on social rewards, you're not going to be able to stay consistent. So you're going to create personal rewards. One example I gave you guys was doing seven days of exercise in a row without breaking a, a single of these uh, streaks equals two pizzas on the weekend. That's one of the things I do for myself. And I love pizza, especially with chicken. Oh, love it. But the point <laughs> is this. You've got to create that level of consistency. And once you get hooked, Once you get rewarded, you do not need discipline every single day. But trust me, even if you love something, if maybe yesterday you had a very bad fight with your girlfriend, of course the next day you don't have to desire for anything, let alone doing your Mandarin studies. So what you do instead, now it's time for discipline. But you'll be using the discipline muscle irregularly, which means your literally your uh, ego depletion will not get in the way because Uh, just like you know, using muscle makes, makes your muscles tired, using your discipline will make your ego depletion occur, and that ultimately makes it much harder. However, if you're doing what you love most of the time, during those days where you're enjoyingly doing the process, your discipline muscle is actually recovering and resting. So on those days when you had a terrible night, or you missed your sleep, or you heard a bad news, or you heard that you're, I don't know, uh, you, you cannot get the vaccine, even though you're 70-something years old, During those days, you still can use your muscle of discipline because it's been recovering throughout the process. Amazing. That's just, I, I think that's a good place to end. 
Thanks, Dan, Very as nice. always, joining us. My pleasure, us. buddy. Very nice. Glad to be here. And thank you, everybody, for joining us. Hope you stay consistent. Also consistent in leaving comments. That would be nice for our shows, I mean. Uh, Do it and, consistently. Yeah. <laughs> consistently. <laughs> and until a later episode, have a good one, everybody. Mm-hmm.